forever. Dog. Hey, bitch. What is your whole deal? Hey, bitch. Just tell us how you feel. You wished for a sign from above. Well, here's a podcast about boy sex, fucking, dating, and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hint, well, seek treatment. Ha. With Kat and Pat. Hey, hey, it's cuckoo cuckoo. And pretty porny porn pornography. This is our podcast. And the podcast it's is called, called Pat. Pat, go ahead and tell them what it's called. This is a podcast that's a comedy podcast. Um, Ooh, and comedy. It, uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts uh-huh. are found. And it's called Seek Treatment. It's called Seek Treatment, which now, is Kat, a, a phrase you... that Pat actually coined. And then I said, let's run with that. Let's run with that. Because famously, that wasn't going to be our podcast initially. I know. And we'll never know Thank what it was going to be called. Anyways, and this is the podcast about boys like fucking dating. And we're here with our, we're back in studio with our amazing guest. We're so happy to have friends. her on the pod. <laughs> really? Taylor's I thought. <laughs> there we go. Put your ears open for, for Derek Katz. Thank you guys. What's up? To hear my name pronounced correctly, it is a gift from God. It is Dara, right? Yes. Dara. Yeah. I say Dara, don't I? You, you say, say it right. Dar. We have a long history of like how I've said your name. You've always said it People right. People say Dara. You, you wouldn't believe. Dara. Oh, People I would never say name... Dara. If anything, I would say Dara. That's Pe- the same. People call yeah. me Dara that you wouldn't. Dara. You wouldn't believe who calls me Dara. Really? Like Dara. He- That's like Long Island vibes. Dara. Uh-huh. Where are you from? Um, outside of Chicago. So I say like yes. Dara. <laughs> Dara. Not really, but that's like exaggerated how I sound because it's horrible. Like no. Dara. You know. Oh, I see what you mean, but I don't hear that from But you. then out here, people are like, is it Dara or Dara? And I'm like, it's like, that's the same to me. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. So you say Dare. Yeah, I do say Dare. Yeah. yeah. Dare. <laughs> um, how are you, girl? I'm good. How's it? How's life? <laughs> what's, what's going on? I'll... I came in here hot, aka cold, upset and almost in tears I'm so by a, ju- like an offhanded comment that Pat said that I overreacted to. I, I was let's unpack. Let's unpack. Well, okay. So sometimes in this podcast, I try. I just say something different than Catherine. Just the yeah. No, the, that's the rules. That's the rules of radio disc jockeying. Yeah. And so I said I didn't like the color of Dara's hat, but I I can't even stress enough how it. inconsequential like any of my emotions towards Pat, that. Like, he also like doesn't even know like what color. And I say I this with love, like you don't know what no, colors I, are. I know that logically. <laughs> and like we go back, go back, go back, go back. But that's probably why I was like, I came in here and you're like, I don't like your head. I'm like, oh, he doesn't like me, and he's upset that I'm here. Are you serious? I I literally was so excited for you to come on the pod. And that means that, like hearing that means so much yeah. to me. And I love I that. And I'll hear- even say that I think I was like, I can't do that day. And we're like, that's the only day Derek can do him. I was like, we have to do it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was real. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> that was very real. And I'm not trying to be a diva, but today I have off of work, so it's perfect. It's I could never do Yeah. I just was watching our old vid and cracked. Oh my god, you did mind. post adults on the street and I was shitting myself. Yeah. Let's talk about y'all's history. How did you fall in love? Where did you come from? We met at Say It With Me. Real oh, Dora real Mano d- scene. What? Real, oh. real Dora Mano scene. What were you? Oh, what say? is that called? I mean, I what forgot is the name of it? It's called Real Dora Mano scene. <laughs> so I, I, let me let me guess. Let me guess. Is this some UCB thing? This is an ASP. You identify her I know. I, I, I identify as not being a part of it, even though I was involved in it for many years. Yeah, like, um, I was like, Kat's on a team. Maybe someday I can be on a team. But you know what? I just never felt um, like embraced by the community in the same way that I feel y'all were. Oh, I've never felt really? embraced by the You, yeah. you definitely were. I was embraced. Oh, Pat was. I was embraced by everyone except for 
the artistic director of the community. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she she doesn't get my liver die. I literally she does um, not like me. I whatever. I literally feel I felt like um in say it with me. Have you been watching Cheer? I just posted a Monica Aldama okay. video. So yeah. Lexi, the amazing Tumblr, doesn't really fit in. Like, that was me. You see, oh like, my I, was, God. I was so <laughs> mad that you couldn't ignore me, but yeah. no one cared. Wait, no. Yeah. history yeah, lessons they're you teaching on that show. It's incredible. They're like, I'm not good at history, but the history is only the history of their cheer program. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's and amazing. they have like tutors for the history of their cheer program. <laughs> no, I actually, what I will say is that I had many good memories at UCB, but I never felt like it was necessarily my home. But Same. I'm grateful to the opportunities it, it provided me with. Same. Same. Ding, ding, ding. But, but Pat, that's where y'all met. Pat, like, I feel like you were well, me the and, agent who discovered me, kind of. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Because I had no friends. Well, me and Betsy were in, <laughs> <laughs> me and Betsy were in real Dormano scene. <clears throat> I guess yeah. the last thing I'll say about myself ever in my life yeah. is that I'm, I'm not good at improv, and that's probably why I didn't fall into the community. <laughs> but to be good at improv is to waste your life, yeah. I think. Like, no. In a yes. way. In a way. I'm good at it, and, and I've wasted it my but life. I just, I just, I'm not jaded in that. Like, I've seen some improv that was like so life-changing and so funny that I'll just like – I just try. I think it can be amazing. Yeah. And people love making fun of it now, so it's whatever. I know. So now it's like let's be kind of culture and not make fun but of it. But I would it. pay literally $10 million to watch you improvised – a show. Wait, you, can do that. you guys just resold me on improv. I know. <laughs> I, I know, like, don't... was so down on it and hated that I spent so much time doing it. Yeah, but me too. It, didn't you have so many magic moments? There were some yeah, moments. Yeah, but then I you're just like, now I'm, I know saying an age over 30 is not okay on this show. I'm 31 plus. No, 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 no. Can I be 31 plus? Yes, you can be whatever age you 31 are. 31 plus plus. It's if you feel comfortable sharing, you can share if you're UT or OT. Under 30 or over 30. Oh, OT, but it still feel, feels UT. But I hated being UT. I hated being H- Horrible UT years of my life. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I spent mostly happy. doing improv. Yeah. No, because I actually have, I've before coming on the show, I had so many thoughts about, because Sam sends like the questions, like oh, you're going to ask who you hilarious. are. It's like, and, are we? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I have to answer who am I, who I was. And Don't I'm also take anything like, we say or do at all seriously oh, over I, the next course of the next I, hour. I will not. <laughs> but I'm also like in therapy right now. And Is this a new I, thing? Or I, let's talk us through. It's newer. So I have sought treatment outside of this podcast. Wow. wow. And even sometimes people need extra treatment outside the podcast. <laughs> they need outside help. If you uh, think this is the only treatment you need, <laughs> seek treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I think I have so much fear about actually talking about myself in terms of like just myself mm. like not in terms of like I've been going for a couple months now and I've only talked about myself in terms of like relationships mm-hmm. that I have and I'm also like Tracy that's for you um and what now I'm like I don't know it's like scary to actually think about yourself in terms well, of you've, yourself you've been with a long term for a, for a long term yeah if you feel comfortable sharing tell tell the tell, tell I'm the I'm OT and I've been with a long term for a long time but you're a, you're M we're yeah, we're in. You're we're married. married. We're M. You're married. Yeah, I and you've been together since you were how old? Like twenty-two. Yeah. So we basically grew up together. It's so sweet. It's sweet, but it's also like it's weird. But it wasn't. It was after college, or it was college. We met at the end of college. Or I okay. I'm a school year older than Lincoln. Okay. So we're Rob that crazy. He was basically a baby, and I was like hot. Okay, that junior actually is hot. That's Garrett. That's Garrett. So I was like ugly and freaky for all of college. You're gorgeous. I've seen some amazing images of you that are freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Like you really. I don't use this phrase, but there was a glow up. There was a glow up. Because those listening, Dara's gorgeous. 
beautiful. And always dressed as well. That means so much to me. Very put together. She's crying. I'm I'm so emo <laughs> today and I'm so sorry. No, you know what? It's Blue Monday. It's Blue Monday. I don't I, know what that is. I just saw it on Twitter. Oh, is it Blue Monday? Someone just tweeted that. Is that kind of like um I think Cyber it's just, Monday? I think it's, just, I think it's just like it's like it's Monday in the winter and people are kind of depressed in general and it's like Monday. You know what I've never understood is small business Saturday. It's like it's like, <laughs> is that Let's start a new podcast to talk about that. I'm not, not focused on it for right now. <laughs> I guess I'm going to write that down. Spin off. What am I bujo to do? Start a podcast about small business Saturday. <laughs> okay, so you are in therm. Oh, yeah. Back back to Lincoln. Lincoln yeah. I was in college, and my second semester senior year, I just I was the ugliest, fattest. Like I had plucked almost. Okay, it wasn't all of, it wasn't that bad. No, it, <laughs> if you look like most of my eyebrows are plucked, but they're still thick. It's really strange. You know what I will say about it's kind of a buildings Roman to use a oh I love that term. Yes. Kind of a, a coming of age American woman's journey is like just figuring out her relationship with her eyebrows, and it's like what, what's so ironic to use another literary term. It's like all eyebrows actually are it kind of is like it doesn't even matter like they're all beautiful but it's like i had a girl in my high school who actually took all of her eyebrows out completely uh-huh. and drawed them on and i actually looked up her on instagram she still does it to this day the draw on does not look she doesn't know, even she after, micro um micro thread it's not my is that what it is micro threading where they like tattoo it really thinly yeah but it's oh. like I get her on the phone let's get her totally a group I, on for something that. has to i'm not sure what She's going through, but whatever. My point is, a oh. lot of people have weird relationships with their eyebrows, especially in adolescence, especially. I definitely did. I started, my mom started taking me to just body hair in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 and now I'm finally understanding how my relationship with like shame and stuff mm-hmm. comes from like years of feeling ashamed of, of course, being hairy or like, like I was getting my eyebrows waxed when I was in sixth grade. That's insane. And like I would put like diet coke cans over them because they like to um, cool them down because I'd be like red for like the whole day, but um, but it I makes also me like so sad. Yeah, I, and it's weird because now I see girls who are like UT and yeah. they're on Instagram and they're <laughs> <She's> gorgeous. <laughs> That's that improv brain. She's picking up picking up my my stars. Call back tag out mm-hmm. and like they're posting pictures of them like with all different beautiful bodies with body hair with armpit hair and I'm like oh my god I would have never have even considered that an option i know yeah. um that's what i think i'm like if there was one gay character on television when i was like 11 who wasn't like truly a sociopath i, I would have like loved that who were the gay characters they were like um, ellen they were ellen but if you can believe this i didn't actually like really connect, connect with, with ellen <laughs> and um actually, i didn't like look up ellen and say oh i too can be on television um He's sort of an ellen type <laughs> it was like a les- an open lesbian on, on tv for one season then immediately like done away with um and then they like the there was always like a crazy wedding planner who was like in the movie world it's like the way he acted like in in oh, film like, world is like um, just kooky but father like, of the bride like father of the bride but in, in oh, actuality so if a human good. being acted that way they would be like committed to a mental institution <laughs> well no he's not he's on vanderpump rules wait kevin <laughs> wang martin short's character from father of the bride is kevin wang yes absolutely. Is, is that his name mm, who's kevin he, wang he's lisa vanderpump's um planner planner for her daughter's wedding and he is he has martin short vibes and he says and he said mean things to people yeah i love that character that's and so that's funny. not what you relate to that's not what i relate to because i only famously I say nice things because I, I would never make because i never make dear friends cry by saying absolutely mean things to them for no reason I, i'm also sensitive and obviously wanted to like 
get that out of the way. I'm yeah. glad you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a sociopathic gay wedding planner. Wait, you know what show <laughs> I think the UTs will... Lo- is that overdoing it? No. Um, honey, honey, there's no such thing. <laughs> sex education, like, shows all different kinds of kids and different... Is that sex- show good? I fucking love okay, it. Wait, what is it? It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix, and it's, like, this British high school, and, like... The game of the whole thing is just how kids and everyone understands sex. Is it comedy? Yeah, it's really funny, but it's also serious. Is it's it like ca- a high school drama. You would uh, love it. The I, that sounds incredible. Okay, let's, let's watch it. But there's I all watched the pilot, and the mom has that hunky person she sleeps with. <clears throat> He's still around. He's hot, that guy. And you know that guy. What That guy is in a lot of stuff. He's in he a lot of is? British stuff. He's in I would British love stuff. to find him in more things. He is really gorgeous. Like you, a hot Eastern European man. He is. Root That's root. my handyman. Do you know who is so hot is John Stamos and you? Yeah, we, we touched on that. We, we touched oh, on that. I haven't gotten there. Okay, get there. Oh, you'll like that. Okay, so you meet Lincoln. You, you have, you're having an eyebrow situation. But I, at the same time, I also like, I'm kind of thinking of college at the, because I'm a s- second semester senior. So I'm kind of thinking of it as like, I'm about to die because mm-hmm. I'm going of into course. the real world. So nothing matters. And I I just, I hook up with more dudes than I've ever have before. What was your plan? Like, what, I, what I just stopped caring. Do? No, but I mean, oh, when after college, yeah, nothing. You, it, that was a whole shit show. Really? I just had absolutely no confidence. I didn't think I could do comedy. I like thought I would work in PR or something. Um, yeah. I had absolutely no plan. Isn't it wild? Oh, no. I wanted to do Teach for America, but I didn't get it. Oh, people oh, love that. Yeah, people love to Because I wanted to just like do something. Yeah, yeah. the program so it feels safe. Yeah. So the only plan was to like graduate and um, a bunch of people from college like we're doing Second City and IO and stuff like that. So to go back there and do that shit. Oh, and I loved plan. it. But yeah, but nothing like I I didn't see the bigger picture, really. The body hair thing, though, because it's like I felt the same way. And I remember thinking I remember looking at my vagina in the mirror and thinking, I oh, thank God only one person's going to have to see this because it's disgusting. Really? I don't think I could ever get married because I was like, yeah. I I'm going to have to get a bikini wax every day for the rest yeah, of my, my life. Yeah, my butthole's hairy and I, it just is. My butthole's hairy too. I just don't even really try anymore. They should. That should be the first thing they teach you. In that buttholes are hairy. It's okay if your butthole's hairy. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I had a moment where uh, I was like 18 and I met this girl and she made a joke about her butthole. And I was like, oh. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not alone. Like, I felt yeah, disgusting. Oh, yeah. I had a friend and we were like swimming and she was always like, oh, you need to get a Brazilian bikini wax and I was like oh yeah sure whatever and she's like they go all the way and I was like all the way what she's like up your butt and I was like <laughs> we're we're doing that we're saying that's a thing like yeah. I just couldn't believe it no oh. if you if you were to have a daughter what would you teach her about body hair I would ugh, that's such a good question I would just I would probably like be taking her to get waxes um I I don't know like I'm gonna be like Everything is normal. Whatever you want to do, I will celebrate. But also, I'm like, don't. I won't. I'm like, don't touch your eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. like that girl from my high school. Because if she's if she's of my if she's my flesh and blood, she's probably gonna have a lot going on. I have good eyebrows. I have to say, people you do. randomly compliment me on my eyebrows. You wait. Can I say something that I've feel all the time when I see you? Uh-huh. This is crazy. And I said it to you early on when like we first became yes, friends. Yes, I, I know what you're going to say. So Pat, I know what she's going to say. Whenever I see Pat, I feel like I'm watching Minority Report with Tom Cruise wearing brown contacts because you should have blue eyes. She thinks I should have blue eyes. In my head, he has blue eyes. I don't feel that way at all. Well, that's how my friend Dara feels. Isn't that weird? 
You're the only person I feel that way. Me and Darren met, <laughs> what, what are you, me, I met you like blurry just after I came out because me and Betsy became really good friends in a different ASB, improvised play. And then we took that ASB together. And I remember the first day of that play, me and Betsy were both really hungover. And we had the night before, we had went to Josh Sharp's brother's concert and we went to amazing. We went to barbecue. We got barbecue before and she took a bone in, from someone's plate at the barbecue place and she was going to put it in someone's bag to prank them that's she, wanted, she took a bone <laughs> that's psycho. Uh, she took a bone to prank someone <laughs> so whatever that's that's last thing then all of a sudden we're in the class and we're all like introducing ourselves no. and she like reaches again and she forgot that she had the, no. she forgot to prank someone she has the bone and in front of everyone she like pulls the bone out and she's like oh my god i pranked myself no. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, that's where i met dara and i'm like dara is the funniest person i ever oh. seen in my life I was so intimidated in that class, too. You were so funny in that class. Like, it was everyone who knew each other. Yeah, that class was everyone who knew each other. And I just, like, was in awe. And I was like, someday I'll know these people. And now you do. Yeah. There, it was also, like, um, a lot of, now this is on UCB, there was, like, for a class, there was, like, a lot of um, house team members. Oh, mm. sexy. Sexy. That's, I'm diddling myself over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was such a fun class. Okay, so really you think was. Patch had blue eyes, but what, you're going to take your daughter to get waxed. No, I'm joking. I don't mm -hmm. know. I haven't really thought about that because I'm so in this like state of understanding myself. I don't know how it will like generationally affect. I'm so children. glad we caught you in this raw place. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been interesting going to therapy. What else have you first, learned? This is your first time in therapy? I actually went to therapy like seven years ago to help me decide to move to New York because mm. me and Lincoln were long distance. Oh my god. Um, so that was really helpful. But this one's a little tougher on me. They're both like they both were. Jewish women who are younger than my mom, which mm -hmm. was like a necessity for me for some reason. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Um, but she like really challenges me and mm -hmm. nothing she's like, nothing is not everything is a choice. Mm. So like it just makes you think about why you do stuff harder. Everything is a choice. Like even if you're like, Oh, I didn't realize that, she's like, You probably did realize that somewhere inside, you know. Interesting. Mm. Um, Mine's like so nice to me because I'm so evil to myself. Yeah. Which I think is good right now. Mine is That's very good. like, um, I like mine. He's very kind of like, um, like whenever I like don't know what to say and I just like be quiet or if I like monologue and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like I have like, whenever I apologize for like how I'm being, he's like, how do you think you're being? Like, why? He's like, always like asking me that. And he also made me know that I'm angry and that whenever I, after our last pod, mm -hmm. I realized that like, because that whenever I think I'm feeling anxiety, it's actually anger that I'm just like stifling down and then I like mm. process it as anxiety. So I think I'm an anxious person, but I'm actually like an angry person, but I never express my anger. So it's like That's it really becomes this like internal like thing that this like agita that I have. I also you definitely think that don't people... express your anger. When you're mad at me, it's like, it's okay. I know. Like, I have so much trouble, but I've been practicing saying when I'm Practice on, he punches me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like practice makes people, perfect. Bitch. Like <laughs> anxiety is just like, it's taught. A lot like everyone talks about being anxious it's like we know it so it's like easy it's like one of the only emotions to like fall back on because like we're so schooled in it yeah so like you don't know how to not have that totally so that's so interesting it's just a comfortable emotion for me to have and just imagine you mad at cat is really interesting well a lot of my anxiety tends to be like oh i'm i'm unhappy right now with what this person is doing i can't tell them i have to make them think that i am happy with what they're doing so mm. it's then it's this kind of feeling of like uh, nerves about if I'm like pulling it off, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of like acknowledging like that I'm unhappy or angry. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, I'm trying to get better at it. What else has she taught you? Like, or what else are you unpacking? A lot of family stuff. Mm -hmm. um, are you close with your fam? Really close with my fam. I think she like wants me to like get into 
like my mom more, but I don't. Oh, want they're to. they're addicted to you hating your parents. I'm like, yeah. I really like fucking love my parents, so let's just hold that. I yeah. fucking love mine too, and then she's like addicted to me talking shit on my mom. They, yeah, yeah I'm, I think she really wants me to go there. Well, um, you look identical twins to your mom. Exactly. You I'm like, I, I, my friend Dara looks identical twins to her mom. <laughs> I look like my mom. I like kind of emote like my mom. So, and I've like accepted it a lot. So I just don't feel like that's a huge issue. But I'm sure it is secretly that. What I does your to. mom do? Like professionally, she's an occupational therapist. That's so incredible. she's like Wait, a, what is that? She's you know like physical therapist mm-hmm. for kids. She works with kids, and their occupation is like play. So she helps a lot of kids on the spectrum or people oh, who cool. have like okay, fine yeah. motor things. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess I try to think of it as not not that she's trying to make me hate my mom, but that it's like understanding why just knowing, oh, because she did that, that's why I'm doing this. And right. not, neither of those things are bad. Right. That's just like it's just like an ex- explanation. Right. And even on the bad thing, she's like, This isn't bad. I'm just telling yeah. you my what I think. And I'm like, it's all bad. I don't want to hear anything negative, but like yeah. It, yeah. it's not necessarily bad. Because my mom's definitely a perfectionist and so am I. You are? Yeah. Oh, right. You're a Leo, but I always think of you as a Virgo. They- Thank you. Well, my Virgo is um my moon's Virgo. Oh, that makes that my makes a lot of sense. My boyfriend's Virgo. I'm Scorpio. He doesn't seem Virgo. He is very Virgo. Okay. Catherine, look at me. He's very. <laughs> what Virgo. are you? Um, Aries. Oh, Capricorn rising, Cancer moon. Hence, why I probably cry. Why you cry? Oh, yeah. God. Why she cry? Why she cry? My boyfriend's Aries. Oh my God! Tell him to call me. <laughs> New segment. Why do you cry? Yeah, well, can I set you up with my boyfriend? Yeah. Wait, so you're, so you're, at this point, boyfriend you're, is in New York. You go to therapy to move here. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend is like, I, and when I say boyfriend, I mean husband in this context. Right, um, but we're back. Can you tell me the story of your love? Oh, yeah. So we're in college. He is technically a year younger than me in school. And I'm like, you know, having the time of my life, not giving a shit. And the men are flocking to me and it's wild. I've never experienced anything like it. And um, they did these, like, one-night-only um, shows through, like, the student theater program. And I guess one girl dropped out of – they were doing Arrested Development, like a stage production of Arrested Development. And one girl dropped out as Lucille, and so they asked me to do it. And he was in it as George Michael. So that's how we met. Is George mm-hmm. Michael Michael Sarah? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which so you were playing grandma. I was grandma. He was baby. Did you know when I was straight, a lot of people said that, that, that he was my celebrity doppelganger? Oh. It must have been an energy thing. He's really hot. Since I've been gay, no one said that to me. It's You're definitely hotter thing. than him. I feel like he could be on this pod, so I don't want to like... I oh. would love to have him on the pod. I would love to and be like... He's so sexy to me. Is that okay to no, say? No, in, in one of our early works together, we established that um, you would have sex with him and I wouldn't. <laughs> Michael Sarah? Add it to yeah. the diagram. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's one. Would you have sex with him, Dara? A new, a new, new segment. segment. <laughs> would you have sex? That's an amazing segment is would you, would have, you have sex, sex with, with Michael Sarah? Sarah? <laughs> um... I feel like he'd be like Toby Maguire asshole like. Ew, kind of no. Is Toby Maguire an asshole? I'm so not attracted yes. to Toby Maguire. Really? Have you seen that movie where Jessica Chastain plays um, the gambling lady? No. The bad dude in that is based on Toby Maguire, and he's Wait. really naughty. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like is yeah. he Spider Man or is he Topher Grace? He won. Oh, <laughs> actually, I don't know. Actually, I've. They- he I is, don't know. He I might Spider-Man. be confusing them. They look the same. He is Spider Man, and and Tover Grace is also in Spider Man. But you, Tover Grace is in Spider Man. He's in Spider Man three. He plays Dark Spider Man. And oh also, my god, people need to chill. I know. Why do you know that? I don't know because it came out when I was a young boy trying You're to be normal showing. in America. <laughs> and um, I um, 
What I will say is, for some reason, I don't confuse Toby and Topher. Who I confuse Toby with, and this is so crazy, and you are going to chop my head off, is, um, is, um, Jake Hall. Okay, that's, I mean, I don't really It's all care. the same, like, they're this, all the same. Yeah. Like, guys. They could play Michael Keaton multiplicity clones. Yeah. I know I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I cannot stop thinking about having my head chopped off. Oh my god! I cannot stop you have about why? That. You have not talked about that on the podcast no, before. No, I one time said I want to get my head chopped off, and you were like, "You've talked about that before." Like, Wait, I talked about it in relation to Game of Thrones, but oh. then like also like now like it's been a while since I watched Game of Thrones, and I still can't stop thinking about getting my head chopped off. In what way? Like you want it to happen, or you're scared of it, or you fear it, or do you think it's going to happen? Or there you... is an appeal to me because it's just such a quick blink, and then you get to see what death is. Oh, and then your head <laughs> rolls for like a second. But do you? Do you don't stay alive when your head gets chopped off for like a second? You do. Yeah, I'm if sure it's you... rolling, like your nervous that system is, is still. Don't leave. That is not right. But I'm sure it doesn't really hurt. No, it, I think. But you want someone who has a good cutter. You know, I was thinking yesterday. I'm about, pretty sure uh, it would hurt. Well, no, it wouldn't hurt to have your head chopped a off. A guillotine or someone who's using a yeah. sword like ice, uh, yeah. it would be fine. Yeah, I often think about. Um, what if you had a guillotine in your backyard? Wouldn't you OCD? <laughs> there would be an OCD part of me that would want to just put my hand in like and put my fingers so close to the button. There's um I just there's an invisibilia <laughs> about this so I about like people who like you're the one who told me about invisibilia and I listened What's to it that? years and years ago yeah years I think about that all the time What's invisibilia it's about dark thoughts I it's have the, a I, science um so podcast so explain a lot of people have think they're crazy because mm-hmm. they have thoughts that are like if I had a guillotine in my backyard mm-hmm. I think about putting my finger in it mm-hmm. um or like if the train's coming I'm gonna jump in front of it yeah. but you don't yeah. actually do it and there's like a difference between people yeah who, me and my boyfriend always talk about what we call it like an OCD feeling where it's like you keep thinking about like what if I did this what if I did this yeah. it's like for me it's like one of the strongest ones I get and I get it every time is like if I'm like at a Starbucks standing in, in line behind a police officer I, I can't stop looking at their gun and like picturing myself like for no reason I'm like what if I just grabbed it and the other one like shot me because I was like grabbing the gun and like everyone's freaking out but it's like obviously things you would never do, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. you're just like theoretically I could do that right now for no reason. Like what if I just detached my relationship, completely severed my yeah. relationship with reality, just started like grabbing this gun and like for no reason. Mm-hmm. Or it's like if you're holding a baby, I'm like it's just like weird feelings. You I get. think a lot of that is normal, and then there's another level where that where it becomes a problem. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I think everyone. And has then I have like, it with guillotine too, but I never get to um, really explore the guillotine one because. They're so hard to come by these days. They're mini ones are not. A lot of like cigar shops have mini guillotines. That wouldn't give me the same. He thing. wasn't talking about putting his finger in it. He was talking about putting his finger on the button, his head in it. My finger and on the button. Uh, so this is like a new. Oh age. my god! <laughs> you press it and then put your. Head this is like I'm really losing losing touch with reality. I, I know. Is that too dark? No, no, no. I think it's interesting. I think about it constantly. That's lately. okay. That's I constantly good, think about having my head in a guillotine. Like my therapist would be like, Never why? Like, why are you thinking yeah, what do you about think that? What, do you, I know. what happens when you do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I know. No, it's definitely. I definitely have a fantasy about death for sure. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. Like anyone, I think. God, I'm so scared of death. Are you? So he wants it, and I'm scared. Which what side are you on? Oh, scared. Yeah. I wish scared. I was a little. Who are you more, voting for? <laughs> who are you voting for in the in the election? Um. Anyways, how do we get to that place? Oh, because I said chop my head off. You said you keep thinking about having your head chopped off. But before I said that, because I said you're gonna chop my head off. What are we talking about? Oh, Toby Maguire, Jake Gyllenhaal. Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, Michael Sarah. 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 They meet in a production of a stage (laughs) reading of the TV show. Now you've heard everything. Development. (laughs) Now at this point, you might have heard everything. Did you ever think that you'd hear that guillotines are hard to come by these days? (laughs) 
No, but I do like think of you, guillotines. You a know lot. that feeling. I'm right? a French revolutionary. Like, yeah, that was your past life. Yeah, something oh, about maybe yeah. you know the Scarlet Pimpernel. Yes, the story of the song that goes, dun dun dun, Madame Guillotine. I thought I was the only one who ever. Yeah, you know, I saw a regional production of it in Houston, Texas, in the 2000s. It was one of the first Broadway plays I've ever saw, and I took home the album. And me and my brothers are obsessed with that song. It's a really good song. Slice. You would love it. Slice. Da, 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 da. What is it of? What a is song that, about the guillotine. What is that a song of? From a what play? Yeah, it's, an it's like a French Revolutionary uh, Zorro type Time play. to play. What is that a, a song, song of? of? It's a song of a you play. You know what, though? We're going to take a quick second and then dive back in, mainly because I have to pee, and then don't move a muscle. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.